Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. So I want to talk about a new development in the United States of America. We now have what many have not so affectionately called a ministry of truth, which I guess is a Harry Potter reference, right? Like I think it's 1984. Is it not 1984? It's probably 1984. You're right. This shows my ignorance. I'm like, oh, I don't know Harry Potter. I'm sure it's a Harry Potter thing, but... But uh, but yeah, I think you're right. It's it's uh, George Orwell, 1984, and how the government kind of officially decides what is truth, and and um, and so we've got this. The the Department of Homeland Security in the United States of America has created a new position, a new office, a new department, if you will, that is going to oversee what they call disinformation. And so they've hired a woman named Nina Jankowitz to oversee uh, this work. And so Brittany, I'd love you to share like, you know, a little bit about what's happening with this and how we've gotten to this point where in the United States of America, the land of the free, free speech, all these things, we now have the government stepping in to tell us what disinformation is. Yeah, it's terrifying. And this lady's only like, I say like 32 as if she's young. I guess to our listeners, that is not young. But she's relatively young for this kind of a position. I think she wrote a couple books and one of them was on like cyberbullying. So she's part of the whole woke culture. So this, you know, whole thing started because everybody's scared about disinformation. And what disinformation means nowadays is anything you don't agree with, if we're being honest. If you don't agree with something, if it doesn't, you know, match the official narrative, then it's disinformation. So COVID, this is really funny to me. In the beginning of COVID, you know, masks were supposed to be dangerous or we weren't supposed to use masks. I don't remember. And then all of a sudden it was, if you didn't wear masks, you're a bad person. But then it's like, okay, well then wasn't that disinformation like mm-hmm. in the beginning? Right. Anything that, um, gosh, anything anybody says about COVID, look at the Joe Rogan thing because he had doctors on who had a differing view than, than Dr. Fauci. He was, you know, marked as disinformation. It's actually funny. If you are listening to Rogan's podcast on Spotify, if he even mentions COVID once, there's a warning label on the episode name. Yeah. So it's like this combating disinformation. But the the origins of this new agency is really informa- or, uh, interesting because it was right after Elon Musk bought Twitter or uh, his bid was accepted. Was. I guess yeah. it's, not, mm-hmm. it's not official yet. But and everybody was scared, like, oh, if Elon Musk allows free speech on Twitter, people are going to be allowed to share anything they want, even if it's not real. And how are people going to know if it's disinformation and if it's not disinformation? So it's really creepy. And this crazy lady, she if you haven't had a chance, she's crazy. She has a video where she parodies. Uh, so she, she takes a Mary Poppins song, if you guys have seen that movie, so and talks awkward. about disinformation. It's so bad. But what's funny about that is we talk about the nanny state. And she uses a musical about a nanny to talk about the nanny state. And I don't even think she realized she was doing that, which is pretty funny. <laughs> but she well, also, oh, sorry. Were you I, I was just going to add really quick. Uh, when when a lot of people started worrying about her, um, her, her, her hiring, her now taking over this position, her boss at the Department of Homeland Security, he was, you know, called before a congressional committee and people are asking him questions. And, and he said, that this woman is, quote unquote, eminently qualified for the position. Ooh, that's and, scary. <laughs> and so what does that mean? Like to, to be in charge of saying, hey, this claim is disinformation or that claim is not. Like what makes someone eminently qualified 
to be in the position of decreeing what is correct information and what is so-called disinformation. Are there any college degrees you can get on this that this woman has to make her eminently qualified? Does she have a, a particular license or a certification? Did she pass some exam? Does she have you know, all kinds of like scientific research? No, she has none of that. In fact, what's, what's crazy about this, and the biggest problem I have with this, Brittany, that I'd want your reaction to, is that she is herself guilty of what she is claiming other people are guilty of. And here's what I mean. So she's now in the position of telling other people, oh, that thing you said, that's disinformation. Basically, that's wrong, that's wrong, you know, because I said so. But when when people have gone through her social media and they have looked at her posts over the years, she herself is guilty of claiming things publicly that are totally wrong. So for example, during uh, you know the Trump years, the the Democrats and the left and MSNBC, they were all focused on this idea that Trump was a puppet of Russia. Uh, it's now called Russia Gate. You know this <laughs> idea that there was collusion. In other words, they you know they were working together, and and Putin and Russia were influencing Trump and controlling things. And there was this dossier, meaning this this official document that supposedly was evidence that that Trump was being controlled by Russia. Well, all of it was completely untrue. Um, it, it was just wrong. And and yet she herself, this woman, uh, Miss Jenkowitz, was herself guilty of of claiming publicly that, you know, Trump was being controlled by Russia, that this dossier was real. Like she was claiming things were true that were in fact totally false. And and she's done it before. There have been other instances when people dug up her social media where she was doing uh, the same thing. And so you, you look at that and you say, here's this person who has now been given this authority to claim what is true and what is false. And and uh, and she herself has not been accurate. When when uh, the story came out about Hunter Biden's laptop, Hunter Biden is one of President Joe Biden's sons, and there was this laptop that surfaced that had all this evidence in here of corruption in the Biden family, and and everyone on the left, MSNBC, and all these people were like, nope, nope, it's totally wrong. That's not his laptop. That's not right. And all the media was just uh, agreeing and saying, no, this isn't true. This isn't true. Well, Miss Jenkowitz herself at the time was saying similar things. No, that's not accurate. No, that's that's disinformation that that's Hunter Biden's laptop. That's Well, guess what? It's true. It's now been publicly admitted that that was Hunter Biden's laptop, that it does have uh, evidence of corruption. And the media still wants to ignore it and suppress it, but the admission is there. And so here is Ms. Jenkowitz, the, the czar of you know information, when she herself is guilty of, of promoting what I think I, I would call disinformation, in other words, completely false things that you're claiming are true. And so how can she be eminently qualified to claim what is true and false when she herself has clearly, repeatedly got it wrong? This is why, and I'll end here, I think and I think Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, was saying something like this recently. He's like, we can't trust the government, anyone. There is no one that's qualified to say what is true and false because the government and, and its employees, the people in the government, have been the biggest purveyors, the biggest um, proponents and creators of disinformation in the past. When you look at history, it's the government that is putting out false things and claiming that they are true. 
Um, and so how in the world can we now have the government claiming what we say is is true and false when it's the government that so often gets it wrong? It's funny. I looked at her Wikipedia and it just says like expert in disinformation. And again, like that's what does that mean? <laughs> it's so funny. That, that itself is disinformation. Right? What she's does an that expert mean? in disinformation. She, I don't know if you saw the leaked video from a Zoom call that came out. Um, it'll be a couple weeks ago when our listeners hear it, though. We should probably move this episode up because this is very timely. But she wants to make a button on Twitter or not a button, an editing feature where if you have a blue check mark, you can go in and edit people's posts and put like disclaimer, we don't think this is true. What does a blue check mark mean? So a blue check mark means if you're like a like a public figure. So you can like apply to get a blue check mark. So like an actress or an actor, they could have a blue check mark. You know, people like Joe Rogan will have a blue check mark. A public official is gonna have a blue check mark. I have a blue check mark. Do you have a blue check mark? I do. Ooh, so there you go. Maybe you could edit. But she actually said in the video, it was very funny because she tries to brag. She's like, she goes, I mean, I have a blue check mark, but you know, and it was, it's just so bad. Uh, but then she goes, obviously, some people have them who are not legit, which to me makes me worried that she'd even try to like, the government might try to meddle with Twitter and say, yeah. no, we get to decide who has blue check marks. And I could see them doing that more now that Elon Musk is going to take control, hopefully, of it that they would even meddle and say like, well, no, actually, because of disinformation. And let's talk about what this exists for. And then, uh, Connor, I'd love for you to tie it into like scary dystopian books and stories mm -hmm. that we know. But they're saying that this is because we need to protect national security. That's why it's under the Department of Homeland Security that that if we say things about Russia, that it could it could make us vulnerable or things that are you know not not real, this disinformation but nobody really knows how it's going to be used yet, and that's what's scary about it because they've been very vague, meaning they haven't exactly said what this means or what they're going to do. They're just all tying it back to national security, which is what happened during 9-11. So it's very scary. It is scary, but I think <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I think that the government wants us to be scared. They like when we are fearful because we are more easily controlled. For the, the parents, I wrote a book uh, – few years back called Feardom, and we've talked about this in the past, and it's all about how the government wants us to be afraid because they can more easily control us when we're scared. Why? Because people say, oh, I, I don't know how to be safe. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's right. Government, help me. You're, you're an authority figure, right? I'll trust you. Surely you should know because you have access to information and the like. And so people kind of defer and, and trust authority, and the government abuses that trust over and over and over again. They know that we're more likely to trust them when we're scared. And, and this, I think, is the basis for some of these dystopian stories that, that uh, you mentioned we should talk about. I mean, certainly 1984, we started there. A fantastic book that any, I think, uh, teenager uh, and certainly adult should read, where George Orwell decades ago was writing about this dystopian future where... Uh, the government was basically controlling everything and not just controlling people, but controlling their thoughts, uh, basically claiming that true was false and false was was true. Right. And, and uh, you know, war is is uh, peace, peace yeah. and uh, and all these things like basically trying to so destroy people's minds by getting them to actually believe the opposite of what reality was. And, and of course it's fiction. And of course, you know, some of these things are not going to happen or can't happen or whatever, but 
it, it is a clear warning book that that decades later you see a lot of echoes of in our own day you know that the, exactly this department where the government is now going to claim what is you know true and false what is disinformation and not that is like the ministry of truth in 1984 where the government took it upon itself to determine what was uh, correct and what was not correct and everyone had to only believe the correct thing we see this today in uh, regimes like in North Korea, right, that are just saturated with propaganda. And you hear some of these stories of people coming out of North Korea, and they talk about how in the schools um, and through the media and the government, like there was only one way to think. Uh, and it was the way everyone had to think was the government's official view. Of course, you know, certainly communist China, we see this too. I think we see it in America as well, sadly. And so some of this dystopian fiction is not completely uh, uh, unreal and, and fictional. Uh, and, and there's many other stories. I mean, I said Harry Potter because though I'm not an expert, I know that there's uh, elements of this in the Harry Potter story as well. But I think of uh, like V for Vendetta. Uh, which is a film that I think only the adults should watch. Um, and a book. Um, but not oh, it's a book? I had no it's idea. It's a graphic novel. I have it uh, sitting here right now. Yeah, so it's like a comic book, but for adults. Okay, interesting. So um, You didn't know that. I'm surprised that, Connor. Uh, yeah, no, I'll have to pick it up. I didn't know that. So uh, yeah, V for Vendetta. Like Similarly, the government uh, in this story, they're in England, um, and they've grown so authoritative that they basically also have this official narrative and uh, and the chan the supreme chancellor is is the one who is kind of dictating how everyone must think and banning and and you know harming and even killing those who are trying to uh, promote different messages. What's really interesting, and uh, I think we've talked about him in the past, Brittany. So we'll have to dig up the episode if that's true. But I'm reminded of the story of Helmut Hubner, who mm -hmm. uh, was the youngest person to be uh, executed by the Nazis. He was 14 years old. And uh, what he did is he was very curious about what was happening. And so he got his, I think it was uh, his uncle's uh, or his grandfather's radio and was able to pick up long range transmissions from uh, from England um, through the BBC, which is the radio station. And so this is where the allies in the West, they were broadcasting what they thought was truth you know, their perspective of the war uh, to try and get those radio waves into Germany and some of the other countries. And so Helmut, uh, though growing up in Germany, he felt that they were being lied to and uh, and that the Nazi government, with all its propaganda, was lying to the people. And so Helmut started listening to um, the, the kind of English radio and learning about what was really happening in the war, not what Hitler and his propagandist uh, allies were saying. Well, why was that such a big deal? It's because that was illegal. The Nazis had banned people from listening to you know, outside uh, sources like this because they wanted to control thought. And so Helmet, of course, he took it one step further. It wasn't just listening for himself. Uh, uh, courageously, uh, he took action. And he started writing down when he was learning. He wrote these little pamphlets and started distributing them and and you know ultimately got caught and then and then he was executed but but it shows the degree to which the government is willing to go to control a narrative to to bend truth and it's not just in dystopian fiction uh it's in our world today and it can uh, take various forms it can be something like you know nazi germany or it can be in the united states of america with a, a disinformation ministry of truth, uh, with Ms. Jankowicz uh, having the audacity to claim that she knows 
what is true and what is false when she herself has, you know, repeatedly been wrong. This is the weird world we're in, uh, where, you know, certainly it's happened before with a lot of propaganda. It's happening now in other countries. It's happening in America. I think that's all the more reason we need to be very intentional about which sources that we are relying upon to tell us the way the world works and what's happening in the world, because a lot of people want to lie to us for their own purposes. And so it's critical that we be critical thinkers and that we be very skeptical about what people are telling us. And we really figure out who we can trust, what reporters are good uh, to make sure that we can find the truth. So a lot of work uh, to do, you guys. Helmet's story, I think, is inspiring. Beware uh, the Ministry of Truth and Miss Jankowitz. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see in the months ahead what happens. I'm kind of hopeful that uh, when Republicans take over again, they just shut this thing down altogether. Uh, but, you know, the nature of government is to grow. So who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm sure the Republicans will find their own reason to to keep the department alive. So so let's be watchful. Let's be mindful. And uh, thanks for listening. Brittany, thanks as always. And until next time, guys, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.